Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Holy Human with Leanne Rimes is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Holy Human. I have been looking forward to this episode because I find my next guest as amusing as he is inspirational, and that is a rare combination. Kyle Cease made a name for himself as a top comic before turning his gifts of laughter into something even more impactful and transformative. And he's here to share his wit and wisdom on today's Holy Human. Welcome to the Holy Human Podcast. And we and I have been in each other's lives, but not really known each other until like last Friday, I think, actually in person. You were in 10 Things I Hate About You, which my ex-boyfriend was in. So like years ago, how, I mean, how long ago is that now? 20 something years ago? That was, it came out in 1999, March of 99. Oh my God. Against the Matrix. Oh, really? <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh, and then now you're my neighbor, basically. I know. I'm so, you know, I know we also did Lewis's event like back yeah, yeah. to back and, you know, and I've, and I've, I've seen you, it sounds stalkerish, but I just it is, happened to see you <laughs> four or five times at different stores or restaurants around town. Yeah. Well, right? it's, I'm just like, oh, oh, Leanne Rhymes lives around here. Yeah. I now know that. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you are now in my life. And it kind of came about because I stumbled upon your very first book that you wrote, I Hope I Screw This Up. And when I started listening to it, it was so beautiful to hear another performer be so vulnerable about their fears. And when I started this podcast, that was my very first episode was about, that's how I opened up. I was like, I'm scared shitless of doing this. I don't like the way I sound. I don't like listening to myself. I feel stupid. Like all the things, all the, all the things that come up. And when, when I was listening to the audiobook of, I hope I screw this up and you opened that way, I was like, I have to get to know him because that vulnerability is so, so powerful. In fact, I mean, I texted you this morning. It was like, I'm feeling really, really raw and vulnerable right now. And I just wanted you to know, because I appreciate people who I can be that vulnerable with. And I, I appreciate that vulnerability being put out into the world. Well, well, let me ask you this, actually. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. And I will just say on that note, we have something in us that thinks you have to do it right yes. before you do anything. And for, for some reason, we forget as a child, you you needed a million attempts to learn to walk and you had to fall over constantly. And yeah, the basis of I hope I screw this up is it was written by someone who as a child was told, like, I had, I had terrible comprehension. Like I was so bored actually just reading the <laughs> two paragraph thing of like a bear goes to the store. And then when it's like, now, why did the bear go to the store? I'm like, I don't care. I really just didn't care. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I didn't have amazing grammar and I didn't know how, you know, and if you said to that kid, like, you're going to write a book, I'd be like, I don't know how to do it. And, and then your ego goes, there's all these ways that I need to do it right. And I thought, what if I just start writing mm -hmm. exactly what I'm feeling? So, so the first like eight chapters of the book are me struggling and falling apart about the fact, like the book starts out with me actually horrified that I'm writing a book. And it literally the first like, whatever, 80 pages are me not wanting to write it, are me freaking out, are me saying, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. And you just see these kind of really comedic deflections. And, but the point of the book is if you stay in the room mm -hmm. while you're in that pain, stuff starts to work itself out. In fact, I would say I'm really more and more comfortable in places where I'm brand new. Like I just started jujitsu and I'm, I'm terrible at it. I'm totally a white belt <laughs> and I've done like 18, 19 classes and you know, I'm in chokeholds and everything. But what I love about it is that I have so much to learn and there's so much um, falling over and so much not being an expert in this area. And there's, it's like a different human gets to exist, a child in me, a, a lostness gets to exist. And so the book after like the 80 pages starts to write itself. It's almost like I start to get out of the way once I have been through that willingness to do it wrong. And all of a sudden the book starts writing itself and it, and it gets better and better and better as you keep going. So at first it's this catastrophe and then it gets better and better. I realize that's life. Like if you just, okay, like you're going to feel less and less nervous with every podcast, right? right. And because you're just, it's just becoming a part of you now to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like the, uh, sorry not to interrupt you, but I feel like it's the avoidance for me at least. And I think for a lot of people, it's the avoidance of shame. We won't let ourselves try the new thing because we're trying to avoid being shamed. And for me also, there is trying to hold up being Leanne Rhymes for so long and feeling like 
I have to only do the things that Leanne Rhymes is good at because it's also a safe, it's a safety mechanism, my livelihood, my money, like everything's tied to that. So it's like, I'm trying to not only avoid shame, but keep myself safe. And at some point, like you're saying, we forget as kids, how many times do we have to fall before we walked? And we lose that curiosity at some point and instead trade it for safety or the illusion of safety. Well, how crazy is this? You're not actually avoiding shame from the outside. You're actually containing shame through the addictive desire for perfectionism and keeping the story of Leanne Rhymes going. Those things going can help you avoid the release of the shame that exists in the body. And so imagine that like everything outside, all the things we want to do and get right and all the actions we're trying to take and all the figuring out. And even in the self-help community, I got to figure this out. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. All of these things are our ways of avoiding what's trying to just come up and out. Like there's in your body right now, like keeping the right relationship going, keeping the job. All of these things are us grabbing something. And if we just lost that, you'd have to actually be with a feeling of uncertainty, aloneness, unloved, loss. You'd have to be in fear. You'd have to be, you would have to become a space that would make that feeling okay. And so imagine like we're like grabbing onto everything because if I have some tangible vision of the future or an action step or a figuring out, then basically imagine that the old story that of Leanne Rhymes in the successful um, way that we know you, mm-hmm. imagine like if that collapses, then what comes out is like something that was buried in the body. Imagine we're keeping that story to not release something that's in the body. Mm. And imagine, of course, you're still Leanne Rhymes and you'll still be singing incredibly, but it's not even that anything from the past would actually fall, but our attachment to it would. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if we just let it fall for a second, right, and we're just here, then what happens is there's an inner child, there's a you that's sitting here that's finally being seen. So imagine you have an inner child and in fact, make it another kid. If I make it my, I have a four-year-old daughter. (laughs) Imagine if she's saying, I feel unloved. And imagine when she says, I feel unloved. If I turn away from her and go, well, let's find someone to love you. (laughs) And let's get the neighbors to like you. Let's put on makeup. So they'll think that you're amazing and then like you. What she needs is me to like her. What she needs is me to say, I hear you. And she almost needs me to say, you're allowed to feel unloved here. Mm. Imagine if I just was like, you're allowed to. So if I say to the pain in my body, this is like a thing I spent the last year and a half doing. You're allowed to feel shame in my body. Mm. You're allowed to feel unloved. And, And the space that I became was like, I became the parent for the shame that's in the body. So when you were saying you're feeling vulnerable, this morning, mm-hmm. like, what would you see, say the feeling was that was coming up? Like, what was the? Oh, so I was just, ter- I was terrified for a moment. And something I've learned from your book was I'm scared and I love you. I love this. I love this feeling. And, which, <laughs> and I did use it this morning. I was like, I'm scared and I love this. Like, and it did, it did shift something in me because I, I also knew 
because of my fear, it's because I care. Yes, there's a shadow piece of that, of the perfection, and I want to be good at it and all the things, but ultimately it's because I care. And it's because, <laughs> I'll start crying, it's because I want people to listen to this and and receive something that shifts them, that changes something for them, that that makes it, not even that, just, just that makes an impact. And that's really what it's about. And so when I started to get into that piece for myself, it was like, oh, I trust now. Yes. Well, here's the ironic twist is this type of fall apart that lets go of how perfectly you do this so that other people get the lesson Mm -hmm. ends up doing even better. Right. Like you (laughs) falling apart in your vulnerability is like the, it's like you're letting go of the hold on to how you see that this podcast will go for them. Mm -hmm. And one thing that your inner child could use is the letting go of the results for other people for a second. Yeah. Like imagine, (laughs) imagine releasing the, how it looks, how it goes. Mm -hmm. And instead we just trust that the authentic you that's unfolding here, that's here right now is enough and is even more permission. Would we rather you turn from a caterpillar to a butterfly on the podcast, or would we rather that, and a caterpillar energy is I got to get everyone else to shift. Right, right, right. right, right. Or there's a lot of us that are moving into our butterfly that that won't fly until all the caterpillars we know fly too. And (laughs) and that's the last ditch addiction of the butterfly. It's like if I'm hanging with caterpillar energy, I have to stay walking and not fly. And like I think the greatest shift, like my events are called evolving out loud because it's literally just me evolving. And and the byproduct is the people can take what they want with it. But I'm not Mm. I'm not caught on, or I I try to not be, of course I am somewhat, but I less and less I'm caught on what the results are, how Mm -hmm. well it goes, because I'd rather shift me and let the energy of that shifted me go into the work than have a half me, half what the audience thinks of me. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. And I I know that that's been shifting for me too. Like I've been getting up in the morning and I I think the last thing that I've started to really focus on or connect with has been my body. And I get up every morning and I have this routine of moving my lymphatic system and like just kind of getting more into my body. It takes about, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes. And it's, it's just been something that I've really loved. And it usually when I've been focusing on my body, it's been because of external reasons, because once again, I want to avoid shame. I want to avoid, you know, I have to, I have to look good. And because I've have this new kind of relationship with my body when after, when I go to work out, my workout has been because I want to move my body. Like it feels good to move instead of being externally focused of what will this get me? What I'm starting to get from it has been even, I've been working on working with my voice also, which is a new thing for me. I feel like I kind of got out of practice being on, you know, not being on the road. And what I'm starting to realize is I'm wanting to do the thing for these things for me, because I want to feel good and also see how great I can be for me. And I think that's a huge, huge shift because we're constantly thinking like, what is this going to get me externally instead of how is this going to make me feel? And because I think for me, the biggest shift right now has been my own sense of self-worth. And until I've started to shift that, I wasn't able to do anything for me. So what if right now part of this crazy 2020, 21 
time and beyond is actually like, instead of looking at it from what the government's doing or politically or whatever, we look at it from the universe's perspective. Mm -hmm. I love to see this from the universe's perspective because what I see, what you just said, the part of you, like that's the image, the part of you that, that worked out so that you aren't shamed or so that you look good, or you're just doing it to not lose something. Right. (laughs) Right. You're really doing it to not lose something, not lose approval or fans or, you know, not be getting crap from tabloids or whatever. (laughs) Right. What if that whole world for all of us and as, as humanity is being pulled from us right now? What if under what we're scared to lose is the childhood trauma that created the need for those things in the first place? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, for me, there were times where I didn't feel safe as a child. And um, I noticed one of the greatest ways I could bond with my father was through comedy. And I naturally became a stand-up comedian at a young age. And it was a total thing for me. But what if comedy was also a way to like be seen by my parents? Like what if, what if, and it's like, I'm scared to know who I am if I'm not seen. So what if I had a crazy comedy career and, and did like 25, 30 years of performing as a way to not have to face the part of me that feels abandoned, right? Mm -hmm. And what if now God's going in and just grabbing that abandoned trauma and pulling it out of me and all of us, right? It's just like, I'm going to make you face your deepest trauma of of abandonment, of loss or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then inevitably on the other side of this, and I believe that that stuff's falling off really rapidly now off of all of us. What if on the other side of that, is the actual you that you've never met, but you actually are. Meaning like (laughs) the you that doesn't have to carry the image of Leanne Rhymes, the you that doesn't have to carry how you look is working out because you want to move your body and you're actually truly making your connection to your body, number one. Mm -hmm. Ironically, as a byproduct, more people connect to you because that's permission for them to do it versus that you're an incredible singer. It's like Mm -hmm. the you that's actually here right now, all of us are going through this right now. All of us are losing every identifiable thing that we thought we were. Because in 2019, you could have enough of a job or a decent enough relationship to not have to look at your crap. But then 2020 broke all of our patterns. And it was like, we have to like get present with us in the now. You can't even go to a restaurant in some places. You can't travel. You can't, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're faced with you. Right. Right. And so we're, it's like God's giving us like a two year timeout where we all have to like meditate and you can't even say what you feel at a store because you have a muzzle on now. And like, <laughs> what's on the other side of that is you. And mm-hmm. there's a you. And it's hard, you know, when people say it's hard to leave a, a situation that's in lack. Like if you grew up in a really bad area, that's hard to leave, you know, that's a hard thing to grow up with. I have to say, I think leaving an abundant circumstance is also crazy hard. Oh, like yeah. you, you're letting go of a world where you got so much love mm-hmm. for, and, and so much attention and so much in a way protection from those traumas mm-hmm. by being a household name star. And in, in a way we're going to give up the attachment to that. Right. Which has got to be so hard because you're in like the best of the cages. Do you get what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. It's, yeah, it's the best possible cage, <laughs> best possible scenario cage. It's um, leather. It's it's gold plated. It's right. got, you know. 
Well, that's what amazed me about your story and why I related to it so much was that, you know, here you are as a comedian at the top of your game. And then you're like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to go out and, and chase that anymore and, and perform. And what craziness got into you? <laughs> like, and that's the thing. That's what a lot of people would think. Were you med- Were you meditating at the time? Like, did you have a spiritual yes. experience? Okay. Okay. Want me to tell you that story? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, it was a, it's a combination of things. There was there was a combination of reasons that I left stand up, and I, I did. I had two Comedy Central specials. I had I I toured over a thousand colleges. I had per- headlined almost every comedy club in the country, and I had a major. You know, I had teen movies. I had all this different career and I was doing really big rooms and successful as a stand-up comic. And at one point I had a shift to that I'll, I'll just tell you the quick version of it that basically I was full of anxiety and I got a Tony Robbins book and started learning motivation. And this mm-hmm. was the first shift. This was the the first that's not the big shift that happened after. But I went from basically, you know, suicidal anxiety to number one Comedy Central special just by changing my thinking to how can I have number one. And then I had the second part of me that was very excited to show everyone else this. And I went through this first shift and was like, wanted to motivate everybody. So I started teaching aspiring stand-up comedians that they could do this too. Mm. And so I got really driven and I hired some, you know, and brought in different famous headliners to come speak to aspiring young comics. And Louis Anderson, the comedian partnered with me and I would hear through the grapevine here. I was this crazy. I was like all of a sudden along with stand-up doing this kind of Tony Robbins in the comedy scene. I'm teaching people motivation and stuff. And I forgot that overall, a lot of comedians are primarily cynical, like they're. (laughs) And so here I am in this positive state saying you can do anything. And I would hear through the grapevine that peers of mine that were different headlining comics were were saying Kyle's gone off the deep end. He's crazy Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he's just like, he must be a cult leader now, or he's a Scientologist (laughs) or he's whatever. And it really hurt. And I noticed there was a part of me that it hurt. On that note, we are going to take a super quick break, but we'll be right back to break down what paying close attention to those emotional triggers can teach you. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) 
Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from a life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Welcome back, loves. Kyle was just sharing a story about how powerfully other people's perceptions of you can impact your own sense of self. One day I was sitting with Louis Anderson at breakfast and I said, I I really want to get over what people think about me. And what's great is I didn't say I want to change what people think about me. I said, I want to get over it. Right. right? Like I, and, and so I then went to my hotel and there was a car that was going to take me to the airport and I get an email and it says, Hey, you con man. I read what this comic wrote about you and a a comic that I didn't know that was uh, pretty well known, had a, you know, very, very dark energy that I'm not judging. I'm just saying he's, he's known for constantly drinking and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and kind of calling bullshit, like a darker George Carlin kind of vibe. Right, right, right. He wrote this blog about me and uh, spelled out how I must be scamming people for money, how I must be sleeping with Louie, how I must be like, uh, you know, (laughs) it was crazy. And it was also very funny. And it really articulated a lot of points that weren't right, but he did it really well and sold Mm -hmm. why I am a terrible person. And he sold you on it. (laughs) uh, Well, definitely. I mean, there was a part of me that what was crazy was, and so right after he posted it, all these comics retweeted it, right? And mm-hmm. I had just said, this is what was amazing about it. I had just said to Louis, I want to get over what people think about me. Mm-hmm. And then the universe was like, well, let's make it so it's so unavoidable that it's like you have to release full control of what people think about you. Mm-hmm. So I knew enough to know that I'm about to learn something that I I didn't know that I need to know. Like I had, I had enough in me to go, there's a whole new thing trying to happen. Right. And I told the car that was going to take me to the airport to go without me. And I decided to sit in the hotel for six days. And for the first four days, all I was doing was constantly coming up with how I could disprove them by having Uh, another number one special or how I could prove them wrong with more success. It was almost like my ego was like, well, I'll get more success. That's the only way to transcend this. Right. And there was a higher me though, that was just staying in the room and letting it just fight and go crazy. 
And by day four, I had this moment where I noticed that my mind was just coming up with solution after solution. And I was just sitting on the bed and I realized I've been saving my life while I'm just sitting on the bed. Like I'm just, I'm always fine. And my, my ego was coming up with, we'll do this because of this emergency and we'll do this. And I'm just, I'm here fine. And this was the first moment that I noticed my thoughts were going crazy and I was just sitting safe on a bed and I wasn't my thoughts. And all of a sudden, all of my past, all of my accomplishments, all of my pain from the past, all of my story, everything I've ever been just died. And I just felt this complete freedom. I just remember staring at the wall for like five hours. I had... I, it was better than any accomplishment I'd ever had. It was better than booking a movie. It was better than anything. I was just present. And time was different in this time. Like it was five hours, but it was instantly. I was just like there and there was no, there was no, what do I do? There wasn't one ounce of a thought. It was, it was just now. Now, were you, were you meditating during this time or was it just like you were just sitting there? Like, I mean, I guess it could be the same thing. <laughs> I mean, meditate, it, it, it can be the same thing. Definitely there's times where I consciously meditate where I choose right. to sit with my eyes closed. But I think that, I do think that being alone in a situation without technology mm-hmm. and letting all that crap come up, it's coming up loudly because it's coming out. Right. right? Uh, and the louder it's coming up, it's on the verge of dying. It's right there. Right. And so I felt this now presence and there was no Kyle. It was just like the greatest feeling ever. And the next day I remember the sun just like going up and down. There was no time. I forgot about food that day. I was just like in bliss. And then day six, I flew home. I tried to get my DVD player to play a movie that's how old this was. I tried to get it, it wouldn't play. I tried to get to play another one. I tried to get to play six movies. Eventually the movie adaptation played. And there's oh, a yeah. scene where Nicolas Cage says to his brother, the line, he goes, in high school, there's this girl you really liked. And she was talking crap about you and you, you didn't care. And he said, why is that? And the brother said, cause whatever she says about me, she can't take away from me how much I love her. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you are what you love, not what loves you. And this was the greatest moment for me to hear it. And I, I understood that I'm being what they think of me versus what I think about what they think about me. And, and if you look at us as kids, we're not nearly as invested in what people will think. We'll, we'll just jump up and down. We'll get on a stage. We'll sing. We'll play. We'll just say hi to strangers because we are what we love. And then society conditions you to be what loves you. Society says you're not enough unless you, you know, follow this authority in school, buy this stuff. You're, you know, you're not enough unless you have this product. And this began the the next shift of my life. And in this time, I let go of motivation. I, I stopped believing in motivation all of a sudden. And I just asked myself to start out by letting go of everything in my life that feels heavy. Like what's something that feels more like a pattern or an addiction. So the first thing that I decided to let go of was I said, I'm going to go 90 days eating only raw vegan food. And I said, if I eat anything cooked or an animal product, I'm going to give away $10,000. Like that was my leverage. So if someone (laughs) offers me a cookie, it's a $10,000 cookie, right? Like, (laughs) so, so I can't do that. One bite won't hurt me thing. It will, it'll be $10,000. Right. (laughs) And 
I thought when I did this, this was just going to be about getting really healthy. And it was, and, and none of this is necessarily about being raw vegan specifically. This is about me just going to a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. And that was the method that was needed at that time to do that. After 30 days of being fully raw vegan though, someone walked by me with a hot dog and all I smelled was chemicals and metal. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that that implied that my taste buds have changed because 30 days ago, I wouldn't have noticed that. And it would have just been a hot dog and I would have eaten it. Mm-hmm. I get to day 45 and on the way there, I just notice it's so clear to me the way that cooked fried food or animal products feel in my body are so separate and heavy from me now when they were a part of me. So it felt like I'm like lightening, not only physically, but energetically. It's like I'm lifting out of the energy of that. And I felt more and more separated from that food. So I started asking myself at that time, what else feels heavy? So I was like, Facebook does. Like at the time, I don't want to be on Facebook, no Facebook. And then I was like, dating does. So I said, okay, for a while, I'm not going to date or or hook up or anything. So in the 90 days, I was like, okay, all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting nothing but freer time. And I'm all of a sudden seeing myself as someone that can say no to things. Like I'm now bigger than Facebook. I'm now like, meaning like my yes to myself mm-hmm. is, is bigger than, than Facebook and, or people that I'd wanted to date that were interested suddenly. And now I'm like, I'm able to say no to that. So right. at one point I was like wanting that and now I'm able to pass on it. Right. And so I kept going and on around day 45, I remember thinking to myself, I got to go do a comedy club next week. And that was the energy. I said it like, I got to go do a club. (laughs) Right. And I, and I was like, oh my God, like I've, I now, the thing that used to be my dream career is now heavy to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was with a friend, Diego, and we were letting go of things together. He was, he was filming me and we were documenting this whole thing. And at one point I looked into the camera and I just decided if it's heavy, I have to let go of it. So I said, I'm officially done doing comedy clubs on the road. (laughs) And right, we have this moment on tape. Right when I said that three auditions went into my phone that second. And I hadn't had an audition in three weeks. And all of a sudden I had three different ones from different things. And we started kind of wondering did I make room for that? Like, it sounds like kind of crazy, but it was like, there started being this understanding. And even if you don't hear this in the magical way, what we started realizing, and Diego's the one that said this, is when you let go of something heavy, the only reason you're scared is your mind can only measure what you will lose and it can't see what you'll gain. So when you let go of something, there, there's, a, there's a feeling in your body. You're just seeing the, the goodbye to the, the relationship, but you're, you're actually making room for, you know, 8 billion people if you're bisexual and willing to date everybody. <laughs> so when you're saying goodbye to something, you're, I can't, I'm going to lose that job. I'm going to lose the money from that job. Yeah, but you might be making space to receive on a higher level. Mm-hmm. So when I said I'm done doing comedy clubs on the road, I remember very well the next week I would have been at a comedy club headlining, but instead I was now home. And I had this idea where I was, I said, what if we film? I was on an energy frequency where I, I was like, what if you combine comedy and transformation? And I remember my ego thinking, I think the way you want to do it, no one's ever done that. And then my ego, my soul was like, right, no one's ever done it. Like the way you want to do it, it would be a unique thing. What if you combine comedy and transformation? You'd have your own field. You could do it all. And this is also when I started realizing the reason you think you can't is the reason you have to, right? Like 
So like, then again, I, the reason you think you can't is the reason you have. So, I, so an example, okay. I would love to live in my highest calling, Kyle, but I have kids. All the more right. reason to show them that they can too. Right, Otherwise, right, you're right. going to teach them to ignore their calling mm-hmm. because you're doing it. And then you're actually making them the, the burden. I'd love to just go write a book, Kyle, and live in my highest, but I got to make money. Maybe you're not making money because you're not writing the damn book. Right. I, I'd, love to, I'd love to be in my freedom, but maybe everyone will judge me. All the more reason to do it so they can transcend their own judgment of themselves and follow and understand what they are capable of by you embodying the actual essence of what you are mm-hmm. and letting them lose their judgment or let it fizzle out by you not needing their approval in the first place because you followed your highest. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, so then um, I was like, what if I, I'd done a ton of colleges as a stand-up comic. What if I make a video for the bookers of every one of those colleges by name? So Diego came over and we filmed hundreds of videos, like 500 videos. I'm literally looking to a camera. Hi, this is a message for Diane Johnson at North Idaho University. This is Kyle <laughs> Cease. I spoke at your, your com- I did comedy at your school. I'd love to do the lecture circuit, right? And I remember a lot of my comedy friends going, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you just headlining a comedy club? You could be making like five grand. Right. Well, after I did that, like a ton of colleges said yes, like probably a hundred at a much higher rate. And all of a sudden, mm. uh, like $10,000 gigs came in where I go and do one gig, you know, and right. it was like all this new money came in once I let go of the guaranteed money of the 5,000, right? Mm-hmm. Then I had an agency that had always wanted me to stay a comic and weren't supporting me in the higher transformational version of me, but they still wanted 10% of all these gigs. And they started feeling heavy to me. And I was very able to justify why I should keep something. Right. You know, they were getting me auditions. And I have a rule in my body that if I have to justify keeping something, I have to let go of it. And sometimes I forget this, but this is the overall <laughs> rule I have. Right. Right. Like, so I have a daughter who's four and I've never said, well, she gets good medical. So I guess I'll keep being her dad. Uh, she, you know, she's, she's really nice to me that one time. So I'll keep being her father. Like, that'd be crazy. I don't justify why I do this for a living. It's my calling. It's what I do, but we all know what it's like to be like that friend treated me like crap, but they got me a nice dinner once. And I think they're really trying that's justification. Like I hate this job, but I know I'll get a promotion later. That's justification. Mm -hmm. That's you going into your mind to explain why you're ignoring your body. You're, you actually have to go into your head to explain because in the first two seconds, you already know if something aligns with you and something doesn't. Right. Right. Well, the first two seconds, no, it comes up with a yeah, but. Right. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a super quick breather, but we'll be right back to further explore the crucial connection between mind and body. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules 
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Welcome back, friends. Kyle Cease and I are breaking down disconnect between your body and your mind. That's so interesting because that's you talk so much about that, about the letting go of what's heavy, connecting with our body. And for me, like I said earlier, that's kind of been the last place I've gone. And that is connecting with my body. And when you're disconnected, which a lot of us have been because we've been living up in our heads, it can be very confusing, or at least it has been for me at times. And especially with the trauma that I've had in my life and a lot of people have, it's like, what feels heavy because of trauma and what feels heavy because it's actually heavy? There's a, I have so, an answer for that. Yeah, please. I would love to hear it. <laughs> well, one, so I've actually, I made a video about this once. One is... If it's truly your calling, then the heaviness on the way is just, it's actually just helped to release that, right? So it's a calling. There's other things that aren't a calling. You're just sitting here going, why do I keep holding on to this? There's no part of you that goes, I want it. And, and so your ego justifies keeping stuff that you don't really want. Mm -hmm. Your soul is always going, I like, like, oh, I want to become healthy. Yeah, but I would lose this right? I I would lose getting to eat all this bad food with my friends, whatever. So I have a rule too, that in my life, the way I follow things is through feeling. I ask if it is an expansive thing. There's a first feeling with everything you do. It expands you or it contracts you. And with everything, there's always a first voice that goes, what if I do this? It's a calling. And then Mm -hmm. a second voice comes in with why you shouldn't. That's the old story about to die. And it's trying to save itself. 
And I used to use this as a bit, but it's a great example. Like if you're, you have this first calling as an opportunity and then the fear comes in on the second side. If you follow the opportunity, the fear goes away. If you follow the fear, the opportunity goes away. So you'll have this thing in your body that goes like, what if I left this company right now? By the way, that calling wouldn't have shown up if you weren't ready for it. Mm. Right. Like that moment that you just feel a calling that goes, what if I started this podcast? What if I became vulnerable? What if I opened up your ego didn't want to do the podcast? Your soul does this podcast you're doing right now. Your soul wants to do the ego goes, no, who we are is only a singer and we got to stay that thing and we got to stay the past story. And the soul's going, if you listen to me, we're going to dissolve that identity and still be able to sing and and bring even more to the world, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have this calling in you that says like, what if we left this company right now? That calling is a a preview. That's a feeling. That's a preview. And it's telling you what you will. It's saying you'll always feel like this if you do this. Mm -hmm. And then a second voice comes in with why you shouldn't. And it always has the stupidest reason. It's like, yeah, but if we do, we can't go to the Cheesecake Factory party next weekend. (laughs) And the first voice can't tell you this because it wants you to move based on feeling and calling versus evidence. But it's like, if you would follow me, you'll own all the Cheesecake Factories in a month if you want it. And the second voice is like, yeah, but they have those Thai lettuce wraps. (laughs) So if you've ever stayed in a relationship you don't want to be in because, you know, eventually the two of you are going to go camping, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's like, so true. Right? It's like, I hate this person, but we already bought the tent. So I'll hate them for three months and then I'll hate them in the woods. And. And then Christmas and I'll hate him then. And then we'll just keep going. And yes. my, my, and with that agency, I'll just finish this one thing. Yeah, yeah. My justification for keeping the agency was they get me auditions for movies. Mm-hmm. So they felt out of alignment. They wanted 10% of the colleges that I was booking on my own. And they felt heavy. I'd just be giving them money just to keep the auditions going. So that means that I have to let go of them. Does mm-hmm. this make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. So my body, (laughs) yeah. So my body said, we have to drop them. And I called them up and I was like, I I have to let go of you. These people handle like Tom Hanks and stuff. And they're like, are you crazy? Like, why are you letting go of us? And like, they were kind of like, no one lets go of us. And I was like, I know it doesn't make sense. It's a spiritual thing. I have to go, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm done working with you. Mm -hmm. And this is me now following only the feeling. I mean, on paper, this is a terrible decision, but my heart is going, follow the feeling. The next day, I get a call from a company called GATE. It stands for Global Alliance of Transformational Entertainers. Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle had combined forces and created an event. Now, that sounds like a Kyle Cease fantasy that would never actually happen. (laughs) Right. Like, those are the most opposing energies, and those are the most two people that I'm like. It's like on Mm -hmm. a scale of Jim Carrey to Eckhart Tolle, how excited are you? Right. Right? Like, they're the most (laughs) far apart people. And it was almost as if, from my perspective, once I let go of of the agency and showed myself I'm even bigger than this huge agency and the auditions and everything – Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle are having an event where 2000 people are coming and they asked me to speak at it. Mm-hmm. And I go speak at it. And now that I'm not even holding onto the agency or the approval or the need for auditions or the relationships or the Facebook or cooked food, I've let go of all of those patterns. I felt equal to everyone there. I didn't feel like uh, I'm so lucky to be with them. I felt like I'm, I'm, we're all even, I'm with Eckhart Tolle, I'm with Jim Carrey. I went out on stage 
And I, I walked out, Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle were in the fourth row. And I walked out and I said, this is really weird because I'm told all the time, I'm what would happen if Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle had a baby. And I <laughs> By said, the way, I that was one of my favorite parts of your book. I was like, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And, it, it, it was a, and I said, I, I don't know if you guys are picturing that. Eckhart, I know you're not because it's a thought and I know you don't have those. And then I said, some of you guys might think that joke's offensive but it's in the past, so Eckhart doesn't even know about it. And the place like turned into the Apollo. Like they were screaming, it was awesome. And then there were producers in the audience that just came up to me and started offering me things in movies. Like once I gave up the need for the auditions, mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm in this alignment where it just comes to me, right? So if you're like, I really need love and I can only feel it for that through that person, that person's actually in the way of the actual love that you need to feel to make you receptive to a much better relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is when I started getting life is not about motivation anymore because motivation is when I have something, I'll be happy. Right. And the huge shift in my life is it's not when something happens, I'll be happy. It's when I'm happy, things will happen. And by happy, I mean, okay, with all my emotions, crying out the vulnerability, crying out the shame. I'm actually okay with the me in the moment. This makes me so receptive to the all that isness of the moment. And now I'm safe to receive massive abundance, massive good relationship, like, because I don't care if I have it because my worthiness is in my connection with myself. Mm -hmm. And so, so then the career blossomed into this crazy giant theater touring thing and, and a New York Times bestselling book. And then another right. book that is a huge bestseller. And I mean, yeah. So, so the, the motivation, when the motivation isn't from external, like what motivates you now? I mean, I, maybe that's the wrong word for it, but where does that come from? What drives you just, is it as simple as what feels good? You're a joy? In the last year, what I've started to leave is the belief that a high is the highest me. And what I mean by that is um, we all want a high. Like I, I, got the, I booked the role or I got the movie or I got the person. Mm -hmm. That's what I call a jackpot high. Like when you're in Vegas and you hit jackpot. Right. Okay. Well, that's always followed by a low because it's an energy that, that is a high and now you want to get it again. Right. And then that's what creates the people that sit at the slot machine for 12 hours and never leave Vegas, right? You're chasing <laughs> the high, but what if the new high is here? What if instead of how high can I feel, my highest excitement is actually how here can I feel? So when I wake up, I just mm. listen to silence and, and this now holds such a better unconditional love than the love we're used to seeking. That's a high love. I want approval from a person so I don't have to feel my trauma. Now I'm falling in love. That's not love. It's you just think you have finally what you need to not have to feel that trauma of abandonment because you found, have the person here. My, I don't have to feel lonely because this person said they'll never leave me. That's a high. It's very future-based, right? Mm -hmm. The now holds a space of love that's actually unconditional. This space right here doesn't care about your past story. It doesn't care about what you think you are or what you've done to someone or what do someone's done to you. It doesn't care what's in your bank account. It just loves you. And so more and more, my job is to listen to this now. So when I wake up, I just listen to silence and I just listen. And sometimes I'll go two hours and I actually am connecting with the real love of my life and then letting the day maneuver around that.
And there are so many decisions that I probably would have made before I meditated that I don't after like, meaning like I wake up and go, I got to call this person and this person. Then I listen to silence for two hours and I'm like, I don't have to call any of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and in that silence, you're listening. Well, first off, do you call that formal meditation? Like when you get up and sit in silence, is that, are you formally meditating or are you just... Like I know for me, sometimes during this pandemic, one of the things that I would do was just go out and be in nature. Because a lot of the times I've noticed in meditation, when I close my eyes, sometimes I can be like I'm almost using it as a way to escape instead of sitting with my eyes open and being and being. And that sometimes can be more confronting than meditation. <laughs> yes. Well, what's crazy is you're noticing while you're meditating that you're escaping. Mm-hmm. So can you be present for the pattern that's escaping? In other words, you, you just keep staying there. And a lot of times we're going, I'm escaping. Or like a lot of times people say when they meditate, like I go off on a tangent and then I bring my focus back here. And I'm going, what if your mind wants to go on that tangent? Mm-hmm. What if it needs to be okay? Like, here's what we do is that there's a pattern that says, I feel shame. Instead of us trying to fix that pattern or even heal that pattern, what if we just let the shame be there? Like, what if the escaping is there? What if the alone is there? And you actually walk around for half the day feeling shame and not trying to overcome the shame because only the ego wants to overcome the shame. But by being present with the shame right there. And like, I have had days where I'm just like, I just feel trauma all over the place today and (laughs) I'm not going to grab my phone. My most recent subtle addiction I have is to tell other people about it. It's like, I need another... (laughs) Right. I need another human to like nod at me to like, like help me feel like the thing I feel is justifiable or whatever. But like, right. When I listen to silence, I'm just point blank seeing it. And so I don't need anyone else to see it. Now, a lot of people who've been fully introverted in their life might be repressing a lot of stuff. So extroverting might be a good idea. I've extroverted everything my whole life. So going internal is me actually seeing it, but not repressing it. It's like just, it's like, it's all trying to come out. And my only job is to not like put it through the funnel of someone else's opinion. Well, and that's being good enough on your own to validate your own experience. Like believing that your worth all I need is my my own validation for my own experience. What I kind of think meditation is for me, because there's no saying om and I'm not doing anything with my hands and I don't wear a bunch <laughs> of beads and it's fine if you do. But when I listen more and more, what I do is I become a portal that gets bigger and bigger and bigger for my old story to just fall out of. And the more I do it, the more easy it is for it to just fall out. I'll just have a huge cry. And it's not even like I'm suffering through it anymore. It's just like, I'm now more this now. And what we've trained ourselves to do is chase other people's egos versus this space. Like all approval is everyone else's egos. Right, right. (laughs) Right. We're not even really getting to them. (laughs) Right, right. And so you just hope you hit a person who's, who their trauma involves hearing someone and becoming a people (laughs) pleaser. And then you're like, well, they, they don't even see me. I'm going to let them go. Like, but you're never getting a person fully in that space unless it's like a few people on the planet. Like, you know, you're getting people's egos and you're, and often we find people who feel like our parents did as a child so we can overcome that. Right. Right. Like you want to date someone that feels like your opposite sex parent that never saw you. 
so that that way you can change it. So dad now sees you. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Oh no, it makes complete sense. (laughs) I'm like, I totally get that. I love that. I love the, the being in the moment piece. There's, there's a, I could go as gazillion different places with you, but there's one piece that was so beautiful. And I think it's so important for us to understand. And we've been kind of touching upon it, but you have said that in your one of your books that worshiping ourselves is the key to freedom. And I was, that was such a beautiful, I was like, oh, wow. It's so interesting what comes up in me even saying that because it almost feels, I feel guilt and shame and it's like worshiping myself. And I loved being triggered by it because I also knew that is the thing. Like that's the thing we've been taught not to do. And it's been so external. And when you said that, it just caught my ear because I think I want people to hear that because it's true. We miss the the connection with how beautiful we are. And you said it earlier too, like I'm bigger than the thing that I think I need. Like I'm I'm bigger than the agency. I'm bigger than I'm bigger than I'm bigger than my voice, which is a big thing to say for me. Um, well, your voice came from you. Right. This is, yeah, this is what I wanted you to talk about. Which I love. Like every dollar you've ever made came from you. Every person you've brought into your life came from you being worthy to receive them. Mm-hmm. Every, every, everything is this moment. Now I've an analogy in my, in my book, I think I have in the illusion of money book is I want you to imagine you and I, Leanne, we're going for a walk in the woods. And let's say I round a corner and I find a giant waterfall and you don't know about it. And wouldn't it be weird if I grabbed a cup and filled it with water, came running back to you and said to you, Leanne, look, a cup of water. Like, I don't point out where it came from. Right. I'm just like, all you see is this limited amount of water in a glass, right? Mm -hmm. So your question, if you just see a limited amount is, do we have enough water for for next month's rent? Do we have uh, enough water for, I'm, I see a lack amount. But if I showed you the waterfall, you just see the abundant source of where the water came from. And you'd be like, we could donate the water. We could, we could do whatever. Mm-hmm. Because you're the source of every creative idea you've ever had. You're the source of every song you've written. You're the source of every problem you've felt through. You're the source, this space now is the source of everything. And when I say worship yourself, I don't mean the ego self. I mean, we merge into the space just by listening to it. And then we start to connect to the all that isness that created you, that created every idea, that created every possibility for you. And as we listen to it, we start to actually merge into that. And instead of worshiping the thing that comes from this space, which is crazy. Like, it's like, I got to get money. All right, friends, we are going to take one last quick break, but we'll be right back with Kyle and his abundance of insight. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules 
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from a life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Welcome back, everyone. Kyle was just walking us through the illusion of money when it comes to self-worth. You're every dollar you've ever made. Like, I got that song that, that I wrote or that joke was, that was my, that was a hit, right? So get excited about the space that it came from. Yes. Not, it'd be like an apple tree making an apple and then freaking out about the one apple and being like, everyone, look, an apple. And now it won't make any more because it's worshiping that apple. Right. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, you're a whole tree. Like, that's what you do. Mm. And every time you get excited about one idea or money or a person, you cut off the creative, magical essence of yourself. Right? And mm -hmm. so, yeah. And, and it, by the way, if an apple tree stopped making apples, wouldn't you think if its essence is, I'm here to make apples, if it stopped making apples, wouldn't it have to get sick? wouldn't have to like have an addiction. Like there's Apple tree Netflix and like, there's <laughs> like, it would have to, cause it's here to give its gift. And if it's not giving its gift, then it would have to like, it would have to get off. The universe is so amazing. It will make things sick that aren't in the giving of their gift. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I have a plan here. Right. And our job is to give what we're here to give, but don't hear that. Like it's a burden. Like, a lot of people hear that and like, don't die with your music left in you. And then I get a lot of people who are like, I wasted my life. Right, right. I, I don't mean that. I mean, just listen to the space and it'll tell you first, we got to purge this old stuff. So maybe don't give anything for a minute and cry. You know, get what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I know that we're all fighting in this time for freedom of speech. And of course, I'm a fan of that. But even higher, I'm about freedom to hear. And maybe we don't need to be a bunch of egos screaming to other political sides right now and need to hear 
a higher frequency. Like God's really working to get into this planet right now. Yeah. And the, the loud old egoic self is being purged and, and we're letting go of our control and people that controlled are falling apart and right. We're just getting here. Right. Wow, so I love that freedom to hear. That's like, yeah, that's so powerful. So, so powerful. Freedom of speech was a conscious shift forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were all muzzled and we need to be able to talk about how we feel and what's going on. And freedom of speech was a big thing. We still need freedom of speech, but right now we're just a ton of egos screaming at each other. We're all in the streets hating each other. So maybe instead of us trying to get the thing that worked in the forties, you know, <laughs> why don't we get something new and, and have freedom to hear freedom to expand. And like, if we go with, I don't mean go with like comply, but if we just go, okay, I'm going into the store, I'm wearing a mask. What if this is like breaking us off from our egos to each other for a second and our, our, our stuck connection. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm every silent retreat you go to, you can't talk. What if we all don't talk for a couple of years and are <laughs> in our houses with masks on like, well, can you imagine like what we'll start to read? Like, you know, you'll start to read energy. You'll start to look and experience people and other in a completely different way. If we're not vomiting on each other all the time, basically. Because that old dimension of the physical reality is not what we need to hear or say anymore. Mm-hmm. It's old news. There's, yeah. a new, there's new news trying to come into your life right now. And, and we listen to it in a new way. Like when I listen to silence for two hours, I have so many insights and I feel so here mm-hmm. and I have powers when I listen to that. I have like, a bit, and, I, and I think of all the stress I avoided that day, like how many anxiety attacks or, or <laughs> stressful things did I not have because I right. merged with the now, how, mu- how much love that wasn't love did I not chase aimlessly how many of the wrong friends did I release? How many of whatever? And and then I'm just here merging with source and, and meeting the trees. Yeah, right? I love and that. Yeah, that's trying to happen for me and you and anyone listening. And anyone listening to this, if you're interested in this call, be excited because you're on that, like this new wave of people that are going into that higher frequency. Mm-hmm. That, that the only way to survive this is by being connected to source now. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I've been talking about being connected with my body and all of those things. Yesterday, I was like, what am I? Because I do meditate. It's usually a daily practice. But for some reason over the past like month, month and a half, it's been like off and on. And I was asking myself yesterday, it's like, what have I done today? I've connected with my emotions and my physical body. It's like, what am I doing? Like, what is that spirit? How am I connecting with that piece of me? And I do believe we're in a time where we can't overlook that. And that needs to be, like you're saying, I think the foundational piece before anything. You move from a different space when you know that you're connected to source. And it's so easy to wake up in the morning and forget. We do. It's it's the illusion, the greatest illusion of of forgetfulness. And unless we're actively, actively waking up and putting ourselves in that space and connection, it's so easy to be pulled out from a zillion different directions. And so thank you for reminding me of that. And here's the craziest thing for everyone that's worried in this time about things that are happening with the government, with the world, whatever. As you purge your old story of control, 
the story that had to control everything to keep for you the story of Leanne Rhymes, the famous singer, loved and seen and everything like that, as that's purged, the elements that try to control from the outside can't touch you. Mm-hmm. Like anyone that would try to harm you, have bad intentions or whatever, they can only control the unseen control that's in your body. Right. So as you purge this, you're actually ascending to a frequency where you're not touchable. Mm. Right. And the world, I believe, mirrors that. Mm -hmm. So as you move this, you're going to notice an exact the same day you cry out some giant story in your body. You'll notice like a ton of darkness will come to light in the public on the same day. Right. It's all connected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Everything that's buried inside of you is also buried in the world and it's all coming to light. And the one thing darkness needs to heal it is just seeing it. The light is going to end all of the control going on in the world, all of the repression, all of the, you know, fear is dissolving and it's loud right now because it's falling off. It's drowning. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's exciting because it's it's an exciting time. Even though we're all experiencing it as pain, which it is painful, there is a piece of all of us. I think if we're willing to to open up to it, that's excited. It's excited to let go of the heaviness, like you keep saying. It's excited to lighten up. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, and and we're you're right. And by the way, it's exponentially happening and there's, we're way past a point of no return. And every ounce, every ounce of fear and shame that's coming up in your body has been lodged in your body secretly until now. So it's not like it's just showing up out of nowhere. It's like you were able to maneuver around it up until 2019. Mm -hmm. Right. And like we, does, does this make sense? Like oh, all yeah. of us were able to, yeah, it's fine. I, I feel this pain, but I can just date this person. I feel this pain. But as long as I have a kid, I feel this pain. Now it's like no distractions work or they're way too fast. Like it's like, yeah. oh, I got a relationship. I broke up. You notice how many relationships <laughs> are just, you yes. know, everything is just so fleeting because we're actually losing those attachments to find real love, mm-hmm. the real love of the now. And then maybe you, you, you date someone at a full place, but there's no more attachment anymore. Yeah. 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 I get it. I love it. Oh, I could go on for hours with you, but thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here. And I, I do want to talk to you about music because I always ask my guests about their holy five songs, which could be something like, like songs that you've loved your whole life. It could be something you're into now. So I would love to hear your music choices because I know, I know you love music. My favorite my favorite five songs. Is that what you're Yeah. Favorite five songs. Well, I still remember where I was when I first heard good vibrations when I was three, I think the beach boys, good vibe and not the Marky Mark one, the beach boys. (laughs) 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 I was three when it came out. Good vibrations, I think, is something that affects my body. I think that the chords and the, you know, it took months to write it and he had a calling that was God coming through musically, I feel like it was so amazing. I really am into the song Pretty Maids All in a Row by the Eagles.
Oh yeah. Um, I, I had one of the biggest cries of my life watching the Eagles documentary and seeing that there's something about, I, I, this is weird, but I really love sad. I love help. No, that's not, that's not weird. I had a, I did a whole conversation about that recently about how I'm drawn to sad music and it's, there's something really, I don't know. There's something comforting about that. Um, more depressing, the better. Like it's like. (laughs) Brian Wilson had some really depressing songs. And I'm like, these are amazing. I love it. I have to tell you, and this is not a kissing up thing. There's a version I saw of you doing How Do I Live mm-hmm. that's live. When you oh, yeah. switch, well, there's a guy playing piano behind you. And when you went to this other harmony, mm-hmm. where, instead of going, how do I live without you? And you went to like a fifth from it. Yeah. How do I live without you? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that... I thought that shift was so profound and just Aww. showed so much more about your ear and and how you hear harmonies and I, I just I loved it so much. Yeah, after we started talking, I was like, I want to watch her do a couple of things. I saw your live one. I thought everyone should see that. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's funny because that's, I'm talking about a new frequency. It's interesting to have performed some of my songs for, you know, 25 years now, basically. And it's, I'm such a different person than I was as a kid. And it's like, how would I, how would the me now, you know, if, if I just got these songs, like how would I perform these songs? And so that's what you're hearing when you hear that. Well, you know, what's weird is I think that's the, the even you more God, more here mm-hmm. bringing, you know, not, not within the boundaries of what you have to do for the record or whatever, like you're, you are freer. And this is like bringing in new dimensions of you. And yep. the fear is if I'm scared to let go of the story of Leanne Rhymes, well, then you let go of her. And now it's the story of God coming through you. Mm-hmm. And so oh, we're wow. hearing, we're hearing whole new harmonies that probably the record industry will be like, this isn't safe enough. This isn't right. controllable <laughs> enough or whatever. Always, But it's <laughs> like, it's so good. And that yes. you let's trade it all for that you. Right. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I think two other artists that probably went through or are going through similar shifts, I think are India Ari yeah. and um, Sarah Bareilles. Oh yeah. And I think that I hear, I hear artists that I can feel what feel like have conscious shifts. Mm-hmm. And then there's a more spiritual point to their song. Yeah. And I think then the songs are even more profound and you'll notice they're less on the radio. Like, of course. <laughs> India Ari has a, an album called Songversation, and there's a mm-hmm. song on it called Break the Shell, and I Am Light, and Flowers, and Complicated I Melody. Light, I am light. so beautiful. Yeah, she's fantastic. I actually did a, a concert with her a few years ago and she was just a beautiful, beautiful soul. And it's, yeah, it's nice to be around. It's nice to be around artists that are having those breakthrough moments. Um, I don't know Sarah Bareilles, um, but I am a fan of her work. And 
yeah, it's it's wonderful when musicians start to bring that through um, because we're you know we're living in a we're living in a time where that's I don't I don't think I know for myself like uh, I. I can't turn away from it. Like you're saying, like it's you're, we're, we're on that path of, um, I, like I, I know that new album that I've been working on, like it all came through me and it's like, I have no, I can't deny, I can't deny this. This is not what I had planned, but I can't deny that this is the message that I have to, I have to bring through to the world. So yeah, for sure. Have you heard Tightrope or If I Dare? They're, they're, they're songs for different movies, but Sarah Bareilles' Tightrope mm-hmm. is so gorgeous. Hand in my hand and we promise to never let go. We're walking the tightrope high in the sky. We can see the whole world down below. We're walking the tightrope. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I'm so much of a bigger fan of like India Ari on the other side of that shift. And even if mm-hmm. she had to sacrifice being radio friendly, like that's because the radio friendly world is going to die. And that <laughs> real art is about to, this is like the the renaissance. You're going to have the greatest art explode out of this. I hope you're so right about that. I actually got chills as you said that. I mean, I know, I know, hope, I think you are right about that because- I think as artists, like, you know, we're all being moved from such a deeper place right now. And clearly you have been as an artist, you know, to, to make the shift in your life. And I, I just, I'm so, I'm so happy you're in my world because I, I really do feel like I'm, I'm making this, the same shifts and I don't know what that's going to look like in the future for me, but I do know that there is something deeper that has been calling me. And to imagine that there's some, there's a bigger dream than the dream I've already dreamt (laughs) is crazy to me, but I know that it's there. (laughs) I can promise you, I, I, I know it's so much bigger. Like we would rather be God coming through your body than the famous story of Leanne Rhymes, like now, and what that was served such a purpose too, right? Like, totally. Was perfect and the highest you knew with everything you did. And it was amazing and was exactly right. So we don't go any, so for everyone listening, they go, right, why didn't they know it. this earlier? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it was magic. You And and the only way we can grow is by how, really how good does this get? How much more amazing? You know, Michael Beckwith asks a question that I love so much, which is what's trying to emerge out of me? Like mm. what, like, you know, a caterpillar is eventually a butterfly. What's trying mm-hmm. to emerge out of it. Mm-hmm. There's a you that we've never got to be yet. That's starting to form. That is mm-hmm. completely fine in our own element in the now, no matter what level of fame, what level of scene, what level of success, what level of whatever. And then from a full place we create versus a lack place, right? Mm-hmm. Like I create, cause I want to express what's coming through this second mm-hmm. versus you know, what will sell. Right. And ironically, I promise you our true art, if we own it and are not ashamed of it and don't have this one foot in the old world, Mm -hmm. will sell bigger Mm -hmm. eventually because the world's going to match you. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) if you told me when I left stand up, like, Hey, you're going to go be a transformational speaker. I would be like, well, I have this huge career. And it's, if it was like, it's going to be way bigger, actually be like, how, like right, that right. doesn't, I don't see that. It's like, right. because eventually what's coming through you will be the truth on the whole planet. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that vision. 
And I, I know that you're, you're right about that. I can feel it. And so thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and um, thank you for taking the leap uh, in your own life so that we all can be inspired by it to do it ourselves. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm so happy Thank you're you. my neighbor. I can't wait to yeah. be with Won't you. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> uh, Thank you, my friend. And that, my loves, brings us to the end of this episode of Holy Human. I hope that you found Kyle as captivating as I did. Please let me know your thoughts in the comments wherever you're listening and share this with anyone who could use a little more self-acceptance in their lives. On the next Holy Human, the final of the season, I am going to be talking about the duality of life and everything in between and my own personal experiences that I've been having through the exploration of my voice. It has been quite the ride and truly fascinating. And I'm going to be sharing with you a dear friend of mine who I've been actually working with um, on expanding my voice, my life, um, yeah, it's been it's been quite the ride and still is, and I'm excited to share it with you all. So you won't want to miss it, the finale of the season. Make sure you tune in. Until then, I love you and love each other. Bye. Holy Human with me, Leanne Rhymes, is a production of iHeartRadio. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.